0: The old pop shield on.
1: Oh, hold on. The sound is not coming out where I want it to come out. That's my bad. I have my deck on. Let me just close it off. It should
0: we work automatically. Can you talk? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, there you go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, buddy. Yeah, good. It's a beautiful Monday morning. It
1: is beautiful. It
0: is beautiful. It is beautiful.
1: It is beautiful. It's beautiful. weird that we do that on a Monday morning, actually.
0: Yeah, that's actually quite unusual. But uh, you know what? What a good way to start the week. Hold on, you have a new sign behind you. It says Heathrow, something because of Heathrow course Heathrow with a beautiful bouquet no, of there. I've just had the camera closer, so you couldn't see it. What does it say? Heathrow? Is it like a metro, like a tube sign, or? Mm-hmm. Oh, what is yeah, it? Yes, it from term? the front of an old tube car. It says Heathrow, and then it says what below? Terminal four. Uh, of course. Your favorite. I wish it said Terminal 1, because that's, you know, it's a relic now, so. it's Yeah, yeah, it's they, still there. It is still there. there. Every time I taxi passed it, I just think, what a waste. <laughs> exactly, what? Uh, you know, you'd you think they would have
1: closed it and, like, destroyed it and, like, expanded, like, the following year or something. I don't know why it's oh. still there. And they haven't done and anything. it's been closed for, what,
0: six years? Yeah, 20... it's a dumb.
1: So dumb. So, I think, to, yeah, 2015, even more anyway COVID years do not count COVID years do not count buddy um how was France because that was where we left off you were saying you were about to go to to Paris has it been that long yes (laughs) we've both both been like traveling a bit and and then didn't have time and um so there you go yeah so
0: yeah Paris was, was fantastic it was the first time I'd taken the Eurostar since the pandemic um Man, that's not the same experience as it used to be, is it? Why? I haven't taken it since he oh, Well, you know, the joy of the Eurostar was that it was just so easy and seamless. And you rock up and you go through half an hour before the train and you get on and then you're off. And, but now it's, it's queues and make sure you get here at least two hours before your train. And we're going to put you in this holding pen with no seats in the, the 300 people it's it's not the same in any reg- i mean uh knows is uh quite an experience yeah I think but it's, it's that's always been the case right it, it has always been the case but because there's uh you know they're not stopping at ebbs and ashford here in the uk and mm-hmm. um i think i don't think i don't know if the leal service has been reinstated but there's there's far fewer destinations so the train and the trains are going less frequently to less places there's no Disneyland service anymore so it's it's a lot of people uh, on much on a much reduced service but it is still wonderful to just get off the train and be there
1: you know yeah well yeah that makes it super easy that makes me like uh, that's um, yeah
0: yeah i don't know why i used to take the <laughs> the, the,
1: the plane to paris it made no sense
0: yeah, I mean, even now it's it's definitely easier. You uh, unfortunately though, in Gardanoi, they have you have to cross both borders, so you come out of France and into the UK, and they now have those same facial recognition um, readers that they have at all of the airports here that are just infuriatingly bad <laughs> <laughs> compared to some of our continental counterparts but you know and but paris itself was was lovely i hadn't been been there in a few years i'd forgotten how much i love that city uh got to got to see the the president yeah it was about because you told me that that's the only thing i know about it so tell us you you i mean macron came to see you i mean yeah come on he's like i heard you're in town (laughs) want to come hang out well it was no it was weird like we we went to this um reasonably well-known boulangerie uh, where near where we were staying right on the river and we were looking around for somewhere to have our our sandwich and Megan points to this courtyard and goes "Oh that looks nice it's a sunny day let's go sit over there" and it was in front of this relatively new building i think it's the sort of institute for arabic studies or something like that this, this very grand and beautiful Building that would not look out of place in in the UAE, and it, meaning that it's sort of very modern, glass and steel, but with mm-hmm. the kind of the the, the, the Arabic motif. Yeah, ar- I all, that, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's
1: been like it, uh, yeah, Institut du Monde arabe, maybe or that's something it. like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it, right there. And and so we're sitting around, then as soon as we sat down on this little uh, concrete uh, tree um, bed, for one of a better word. I saw this guy who looked like a villain from a Bourne movie <laughs> with an earpiece. In, and then I was like, what is this? And then I look around and there's like another one and then another one. I was like, that's, that's weird. Oh, well. But there's like a bunch of people milling around. And all of a sudden, like this convoy pulls in mm-hmm. and of maybe four vehicles. And out he pops and gives everybody a cheeky little whip. And, n- and no one bats an eyelid. No one, no one. Like the kids, still are playing football, and the you know the the people are walking through, going okay, whatever. Uh, and he and he goes off into the building, and and as soon as he's done, his security detail is quite sweet, actually. They just sit down and get their packed lunches out and have their their sandwich and their whatever else they've got their their drink, and then about an hour later, I guess he would have come back out. But yeah, that was quite a of all of the places we could have been uh, at any given moment.
1: Yeah, it was a good choice. Yeah. I mean, he came to see you, right? I mean, that was the whole (laughs) point. He he stopped his car said, uh, oh, he came to you and said, do I know you? Do I I know you? (laughs) You're the guy that, I've seen you somewhere on the internets. It it
0: was, was, I mean, I liked how how laid back it all was. It was, um, we were comparing it to uh, what it would have been like if it had been Biden or any American Uh, president, the the sort of...
1: Yeah, you would have been cleared out for like two days before, and uh, yeah. there would be like the whole twenty-five cars, like um, armored cars, and yeah. probably like a C-17 overhead. And so.
0: no, yeah, no one talked. No one even gave us a second look. Yeah, it was, which in a way was rather nice. But yeah, you know, Paris, Paris was lovely. I'd like to spend some more time there. Yeah, actually, I, I met
1: Macron when he was still a um, minister. When was it? Like Did probably twenty-four. 24- team because he was the minister of economics finance blah 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 and digital affairs or something so it was at a conference and he came and I was backstage a because I was the host so I got to talk to him he was a really really cool guy um i think that's the same year i met elon musk i think there was like a double <laughs> uh yeah anyway it was yeah he was you know he's our generation yeah he's our generation which is
0: which, you must have towered like quite, over him because i would tower over him <laughs> Tiny.
1: well apparently I uh, was it on the radio the other day because uh, we have a new prime minister here thank God after the uh, catastrophe we've been living for the past uh, month and a half um, and uh, I think he's the same height as Macron. and there was well, 52 yeah and there was someone was saying on was listing the names of prime ministers and other politicians that are important in the world that are 52 there were actually quite a lot. So uh, they must be very happy in business class, because they have double the speed than me.
0: <laughs> Something about that height, yeah. <laughs> it
1: also That's makes 42. me feel very, uh, like I think uh, my is like like 44. makes me feel very unaccomplished. The guy is a president for the second time. Well, really,
0: yeah, Rishi Sunak is 42.
1: 42, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Um, and for, even though I'm on, I'm, on, I'm on my webcam, certainly I'm very, very I'm out of rich. focus. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I keep having issues when I'm talking to it. It's my computer. My computer is shy. when oh, there you go. It when he sees you. Yeah, yeah. I, <clears throat> it's Monday morning. Monday morning computer. It's just like it's like a diesel. Um, since, since we are... Uh, but since we're talking about world leaders, let's go directly. I mean, you, you met the father also of a world leader because you went to... Montreal Trudeau International Airport, yeah. I guess, which um, Trudeau, of course, is named
0: Justin's after Justin's the... dad.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so I mean, let's just tell us. I mean, first of all, you didn't even tell us you were about to go to Montreal, and then you suddenly go. I think you just forgot because after as soon as we closed the. the the recording said, "Oh yeah, I'm going to Montreal." I'm like, "What?" Uh, which, by the way, reminds me, I need to uh, play the little sound that we do yeah. every before I, I forgot. Before I forgot, uh, you've never uh, been to Canada.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one for today. You know, it's funny because as I uh, and, and I'll get to the to the flights later, but the, as I was walking around less Montreal but more Quebec City, I was like, I'm, "How can Paul not have been here?" Like, it feels like such a Paul place. Let me uh, play the
1: music, and there we go there. For, for again, as always, dedication. No, I. you know what? I played the one that is the outro right now, because I, guess, no, I was confused different. with the buttons. Yeah, here you go. Oh, that's more like it. Like a, it's a very theme a spy theme, because actually, you know, if you're meeting world leaders, you're mm. jetting around the world, I'm sure more there's villains. something yeah. in your... Something in your life. Actually, I met during this month, um, uh, someone was traveling both, uh, more uh, than uh, us both, and he was telling his kids actually believe he's a spy. And I was thinking, yeah, if I had kids, probably my kids would believe I'm a spy. I already have enough friends who believe I'm a spy. I mean, this story completely cracked open now that I'm not traveling as
0: much, and they're like, how do you do your spy work? I'm not a spy. Anyway, let's go back to- Domestic spying. (laughs) If my kids thought that, I would do absolutely nothing to dispel that. That rumor, I would absolutely encourage it. <laughs> uh, so, Montreal, Yule, Yule, yeah. So, this all happened because I, my Canadian geography is embarrassingly bad. Uh, I had a speaking gig come through ages and ages and ages ago, and I thought, okay. Uh, they kept they were like, oh Quebec, and I'm like, brilliant. That's Montreal. Uh, Montreal has been on the list for ages because it's such a for episodes, because it's such a uh, food-centric place. It's got a bunch of legendary dishes. Yeah. I thought, perfect. Let's, no, we'll, we'll make that happen. And I started planning the episode, making sure that Greg was available and all of that stuff. And then as I was finalizing everything with the speaking gig, they're like, you keep saying Montreal. You know the event is in Quebec City, right? Which is like <laughs> three and a half hours drive away. And I was like of course I knew that but I you know there's no international service so I need to you know I'm not, I'm, don't be silly of course I knew that and in the back I'm like expletive deleted like I, I, I I'm i like and then the implications were massive logistical like our but you already I, had your flight booked I had the flight I had my flights in and out of Montreal booked and I but that like and I was looking at at flights to, to Quebec City, going, oh, is this going to work. And then basically we lost 50% of our shoot time um, because I don't know the geography of the uh, province of Quebec. Um, and I it yeah, kept but then getting again,
1: Then again, Canada is one of these countries, and I've never been again, like Mark just said. For those who haven't caught that little soundbite, that was Mark in episode like, what?
0: How long did it take you to find
1: it? Yeah, uh, hundred and fifteen, maybe. No, whatever. Uh, hundred fifteen, yeah, maybe. When he is actually equipping you know, to me at the very end that I've never been to Canada. Uh, Canada is the kind of country, I think, if you, you know, in Europe, you, you travel for, um, I don't know, 10 hours and you cross 25 countries. And in Canada, you travel for 10 hours and you're still in Ontario. Still
0: in a province. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it is, the scale of that country is extraordinary. Uh, but it's... I was excited to go there, and I, I had, Greg was supposed to be going on to the U.S. for some other work, and mm-hmm. luckily there are a few carriers that do reasonable one-way fares, uh, being WestJet and. You mean Air between Montreal and Quebec City? No, between oh, wow. tra- Tattle. Oh
1: yeah, that'll because you had to. Okay, I get it. Yeah, of course.
0: Which is which is so un- unusual because you know you can get a three hundred and seventy-five pound round trip to New York on BA or American, but if you go one way, it's two thousand pounds because they're dicks. And I think <laughs> so. I was I was like uh, when he. This is one of the curveballs that came in. I was like, okay, man, I got to figure this out. So look, luck leap there. You know, no problem. WestJet out of Gatwick, um, connecting to. Um, Montreal via Toronto. So, perfect. It was reasonable fare. Booked that form, and then he could go off into the U.S. afterwards. Oh, he flew WestJet. I'm very curious. Well. You oh.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Well, that was not planned. Well.
0: <laughs> His face. Oh, okay. The <laughs> night before, the, was it the night before or even the day? I don't know, The night before the flight, he forwards me an email from WestJet saying, you're your, – Departure from Gatwick is delayed, so you're going to miss your connection. But don't worry, we've booked you on another flight from Toronto to Montreal nine hours later. And I was like, well, Greg, I don't want you to have to sit in Montreal in Toronto for nine hours. Also, that means we lose a bunch of time shooting. Crap. So I scrambled and I ended up booking him on the same BA flight to, to Montreal that I was going to take oh. using miles so that I could I could do a one-way trip. And then his gig in San in uh, in the US got canceled or pushed <laughs> back, <laughs> so he's like, "I'm just going to come back." And I'm like, oh, "Okay." So we figured that out, and, and he flew back a day earlier than me. But so he never got to experience WestJet. But the when I was looking, like, okay, well, I don't want to accept this new flight, because it's one of those typical things. They change your schedule, and then they send you an email saying, click here to accept this new itinerary. Yeah, but that's it. That's it. Yeah, the and UX so I, is like, uh, yeah, exactly. And if you don't accept, welcome to the Thunderdome, because this is going to suck. And like reading, going on to the wonderful Hive Mind of Flyer talk, um, I knew that I was, I haven't even, sorted it out yet because I knew I was in for a, a long wait but technically because of I think the the delay was on a flight over X thousand miles and the time difference was greater than Y, I am allowed to get my money back and not in the form of a credit mm-hmm. so I'm excited to start that journey oh you to haven't get, yet I haven't even I need to like I'm still, okay you know, I'm still waiting for that uh,
1: compensation thing of trying with uh I mean, as I'm still waiting. I only explained in the last episode, I think I did, about me being super delayed by Qatar because I missed my connection. with uh, yeah. Is throw. Uh, I started the proceedings, yeah, like three months ago. I mean, I get like a, I get an update email that it's in the process every month, but at least there's that. But yeah, I'm still waiting.
0: I don't Jeez. Want... I mean, there's there's they, they have no incentive to make these processes no in any way expedient. No. Because they get to... But I, I must
1: admit, I didn't go through the airline. I went through one of these... Um, I think I went through Air Help.
0: You know, oh, interesting. Usual.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're going to get 30% of whatever, you know, how it is. They're going to get air cut, but uh, then I don't have to worry about it. And yeah. since it's a long shot, I
0: said, oh, whatever. Um, yeah. Well, I we, uh, you'll have to t- tell us how that all goes, because yeah. I think... Um,
1: Back in 2019, I did two of them, and uh, two myself. And the two of them weren't super easy. Of course, then they get... Thirty percent, but they do the work, right? They, they yeah. fill out the papers, they follow up, uh, blah blah blah. So, I don't know. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. Um,
0: no, because now you've <laughs> got excited me excited to go on, on the, another journey, a journey of a conversation. <laughs> oh, I'm going to do that. Then I'm going to make somebody else do all the heavy lifting, or I could make I can ask Megan to do it. Ah, <laughs> with her with her legal her yeah. legal prowess.
1: I think um, I think part of it because i'm very good at it i'm not good as as good as her because she is in the in the profession but i think a lot of it has to do with how you write your emails or your um, general communication if you're you know you have the way you put your sentences not threatening but like you know with a little tinge of like uh, there will be consequences if yeah you don't
0: do oh my this. god i can tell you for a fact that that's that's her sport She's very, <laughs> very, she's very good at that so maybe i'll put her on that So, I was very interested to hear, like, how is WestJet across the Atlantic, Greg? (laughs) But no. (laughs) no. And we were supposed to arrive, I mean, ultimately, I think within, he was going to arrive at maybe quarter past five in the afternoon, and I was going to arrive at maybe 7.45 p.m. on the BA flight, and then we could... Just he could go out and start filming at sunset, and that all works really, really well. And we would we would connect and all that. But ended up ended up being on the same flight. Um, I was bumped up to premium because economy was full, but to a broken seat. <laughs> so I, don't, I, but you I know what, you had I had the leg room. I had the leg room. I was in a bulkhead uh, on on BA and premium economy on a Dreamliner, and I mean, what's interesting is. BA are frustrating the hell out of me right now, because they're being it's so inconsistent. It's so inconsistent. Like I was through the first wing in, I didn't even break stride. Like they're like, go through. You don't need to to ver- verify your your documents because I can see from your boarding pass it's already done. Just tap through, and then only one security channel, you know, in the first yeah. line. La- there's two. Only one was going. So the the queue to get through security was back through the document verification gates. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. And and the, I overheard a chap uh, at the, one of the check-in desks, and the, and the lady was like, you might want to just go through regular security. This, uh, and he's like, but is it going to be... And she's like, I think it's going to be faster. I would go through regular security if I was you. And then you get in there, and that lounge is looking tired. It really is looking tired. And it was heaving and... and Uh, very few very few seats the one thing that i i will say is the the food in there seems to just get better and better and better
1: um yeah but i think they reintroduced some of the pre-pandemic options and meals and they reinstored or whatever and i mean they're making a big fuss about it i got like 20 emails about how they're gonna reintroduce also from tomorrow we by the way we're recording the 31st of October, Happy Halloween. Um, we they're reintroducing tomorrow the first of November also like the traditional. I mean, what used to be the traditional business class meal. So yeah. not a single train anymore, uh, but again options and whatever. Uh, so yeah, so maybe they, they did an effort at the lounge as well.
0: I, every time I've been through that lounge, it's getting better and better. There's there's almost nothing that is uh, ordered at the table anymore except drinks. God. Yeah, and you but you can still go up to the to the bars, and then it's the big long buffet hallway, if you yeah, will, as it used to be. As
1: it used to be, but yeah, they just... put like some chairs in the meanwhile, and then I think they're removing them to put it back where it used
0: to be. Yeah, yeah, and you can sit down there, and I think you can order things, and they have like a t- have table service for hot food, but the but the buffet stuff it really, and I'm not a big buffet guy, but it really is, and maybe I maybe the the pandemic has scarred me so much that i'm it's you're right that it's it's not anywhere better than it was pre-pandemic I, I but it feels it feels really solid they just have to do something with that space itself to 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 catch up with the rest of the experience but it does it does feel like it's getting better and better and of course the flight itself was delayed the departure was a, was one of those creeping Delays for boarding, yeah. and then on the ground and all of that, and it got me thinking. Um, just sort of looking through the the BA experience or looking at the BA experience with a with a magnifying glass, the one consistency, other than being late, that they have, is that the the cabin uh, the flight deck announcements and the and the way that the flight deck crew, at least from a passenger's perspective carry and conduct themselves is what they should base the whole brand experience on Mm -hmm. because it's so consistently British Airways of yore. It's so Concord and BOAC and Imperial Airways, the, the confidence and the tone and the way they carry themselves and the announcements they make are just that right balance of confidence instilling informative and and friendly, and I really admire that because it's been the only consistency. And I know that perhaps they haven't had the level of turnover that the cabin yeah. and airport staff have. So maybe that's why it feels consistent. But it struck me as as I was just thinking how lousy my cabin crew were. And I'm not trying to be a dick. I, I, they, <laughs> that- I like they, they just. They stood, like, with their ass in my face (laughs) and the cart halfway into where my feet... I'm going to spill my coffee, sorry. Having having conversations where they were shit talk Forgive my language, you have to bleep this out later, but they were talking trash about passengers, specific passengers. Oh, come on. And I'm, like, sitting here going, we're right here. (laughs) We can hear you. You know, and I know there's always bad... I'm sure that the passengers they were speaking of... We're terrible people. Yeah, We're just awful, awful people. But I'm sure,
1: but you don't do that still. Not at least, maybe in the galley.
0: I mean, yeah, do it in do it, like. I've done it when I've worked customer facing jobs. Of course, we've all done it. We've all. Right? It's, it's, there's nothing wrong with it, except we've for when your ass it, is in my you... face and the card is on my feet. Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> you know, and and then like so. So you ha- you have that, and it just there was that n- was discourteous and uh unfriendly and and just very retail the whole the whole service um the food was was forgettable but then the ife is is back not only back to where it was pre-pandemic it's much much better you're talking about uh, the the breadth of the content available like they've they've got the, the amount of movies like the i can't remember what they call it, like old com you know old friends or comfortable classics or something like, basically like 30 or 40 movies where you're like i could always watch that movie uh but just the breadth of it and the the categorization i they've obviously put a lot of work into it it's that just was something they were always a bit lacking so good yeah 100% compared to i mean Emer- i don't think anybody compare can compare to emirates yeah but the you know, because Emirates but have they been But are.
1: I'll, by the way, guys, I'm not going to talk about my trip this episode. I'll give me the next one. I flew Emirates uh, because I'm going to do like an epic battle between Qatar and Emirates. Since I flew both, like uh, twice Emirates and twice Qatar for very long flights t- in 2022, I think it's very appropriate because I can g- some people actually did uh, feedback. I'll come to feedback later. told me that I didn't explain enough <laughs> my Qatar flights in the past episode and focus on Pakistan itself. So I will do that in the next one. But for the IFE... I would I will say that Emirates IFE is still the same now that he was ten years ago, mm. slightly better, you know, faster, whatever, whereas others are catching up. I'm not saying they're still there because Emirates is still on a class of its own, but they're they're clearly catching up.
0: Yeah. Oh, I so agree. I mean there. I find the 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 Emirates uh, UI absolutely confounding, but the breadth of content is staggering. Yeah. I would say, and,
1: however, and I don't know if you, if you, if you, if you had that because uh, I had a discussion with many friends who've been flying in the past a few months. They all tell me there's nothing to watch. There's a lot of content. There's nothing to watch. My reply is, but I don't know if it's true. Maybe someone who works in the industry can tell us. I'm like, yeah, because Hollywood hasn't produced a lot of shit during the, the pandemic. Thus, now the number of available um, stuff on IFE is limited. We know that a lot of the big things of the big feature movies were uh, the rights were actually either bought by you know, Netflix or mm. Apple Plus, uh, Apple TV, sorry, whatever the name is. Uh, and so then they're not available on IFE. And some of these, the big Hollywood studios have all also, did, do the, did the, they did the thing where, the, you know, they had their own streaming program like yep. HBO, like all the Lionsgate's plus Gates Plus, Paramount Plus, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Which means that they don't they don't make some of the content available for IFE. Which I, I had the impression this year that there was like less interesting stuff to see, but that's probably a bit of both. Like there was not a lot of stuff being produced, very, very like, high-end, super cool stuff. Everything was kind of pushed back. I mean, Top Gun is freaking amazing. That was done before um, before the, the pandemic. And then maybe all these streaming services are kind of eating up. I mean, it would be interesting to have someone maybe tell us if they can buy the rights or not. Yeah. It felt to me that there's less stuff than before. Not less in terms of the number, but in terms of like, oh, there's this new thing I've never seen. i heard it. Yeah, about.
0: yeah. I think, from what I understand, I mean, when I was flying during the height of the pandemic, there was nothing on the IFE. Yeah, I, I guess so. And I th- and I, from what I gather, it's a it's a volume licensing deal, and it's based on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. seats and views and flights and and so the the numbers just didn't stack up. So they paired it right
1: back. Oh yeah, during the pandemic, I think they didn't want to pay the rights for like two passengers per
0: flight. Yeah, right. and no that's what it was. Flight. So there was nothing. But now it like I was. I was really—I mean, the 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 my touchscreen didn't work. I mean, the, there was a few defective things about the seat, <laughs> so but it, did, the it, didn't, didn't, it didn't really matter because I didn't really watch anything because um, I was working. But it was interesting having flown Virgin Premium Economy, Re- Economy recently and now BA Premium Economy. The BA Premium Economy seat isn't is not bad. It it feels—I mean, maybe which, it's because I was—I
1: didn't ask you which aircraft was it. It was
0: a seven eight seven eight.
1: Um, Only flew the premium economy on d three hundred and eighty. It was good actually. Yeah, yeah it's is
0: nice. It's a big seat. It's got a lot of recline. Um, yeah, but that didn't work for you. <laughs> the recline worked. The oh, the, so what didn't work? You said it was broken. The the, um, the footrest. But who uses the footrest? And also the uh, uh, yeah, but I don't use that. The seat. The screen wouldn't stay up because, you know, when you're in uh, the bulkhead, you have to pull it out of the side thing. It just wouldn't stay up. It, yeah. Yeah, and the touchscreen wasn't working. But it didn't matter uh, to me in the slightest. It was totally worth, you know, the upgrade. would much rather have been there. How long, uh, how, how long is the flight for? Very, very, very fast. Uh, it was, I think, six hours, just okay. uh, six hours, 10, something like that. So fast, yeah. we made up a little bit of the delay. I think we were only about 15 minutes late in the end.
1: Where are you since and then I'll let you continue your uh, Montreal and Quebec experience. Where are you um, acknowledged because you remember we had a dis- debate in August I think about whether or not you'd be acknowledged as a gold. Uh,
0: no, no. That I really reading flyer talk. It feels like that has been um, enhanced away. That 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 is procedurally no longer a thing. Whereas yeah. before it was it was procedurally a thing. Make sure that you. B- I haven't had that. Uh, and I would be interested if any GGL card, like Ed Parsons or anybody was. So I, you you,
1: might I'd, I'd actually had, I'd, I'd uh, answered to us, but that's, that dates from the end uh, from like early September. I think if, mm. if I'm not mistaken, we said that uh, as is a GGL um, uh, card holder. And uh, he said that the recognition, like well, exactly what you said, recognition isn't a thing anymore because not once he had happened to him post lockdown. So Eddie, if it, that's changed since because this dates for like maybe two months now that you've written this. Uh, and, uh, he said that maybe it's due to the, um, uh, you know, corporate travel being low and they know there's going to be a huge realignment of, uh, of st- status coming up. And but that's true by the way, because, um, you know, the, the special status thing is ending now, basically at the end, you have until the end of the year to renew BA status with the, you know, the easier, yeah. uh, Track to your next uh, to renewal. So, yeah. And yeah, so he's, he's, he's not doing that. We had someone on Twitter reply to Ed uh, refer, Richard Susselbeck. I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name at Susselbeck, S U E S E L B E C K, on Twitter that he got recognized, but he lives, I say, but he lives in Germany, I think in Berlin. And I was telling him, yeah, but maybe that's why. Uh, maybe because airlines always tend to try to capture and nurture uh, people that you know fly. They're not home, home Yes, airlines. You know, I remember when I was flying a lot. Lufthansa. Lufthansa was making a big deal to make me happy because instead of flying BA from London, being a resident in the UK, I was flying Lufthansa. For them that was an outlier you know most people would not do that so they were like you remember i was invited to that uh, dinner for the opening of the of the lounge oh yeah it was yeah. open to the public all that kind of stuff they, they did like they went a little bit so I'm, i was wondering if he, richard that says he's been still um recognized in flights from ba mm. isn't that because he does a lot of berlin london then london connects and every time he's in that berlin london maybe
0: He's, that's very you know, interesting.
1: Yeah, they have a more. I don't know. Maybe or maybe just an outlier. But uh, but as a GGL Ed, I would say is because I, love, I think I haven't said his Twitter handle for a long time. At Ed, Ed Parsons is very easy, uh, guys. Not being recognized. Uh, Ed, tell
0: us if you if it's changed. But um, yeah, or anybody that's a regular BA flyer. I, it just seems like such a such a simple thing to do, especially during the initial beverage run, which is what the. I mean, casting with broad strokes here, but with that, the Southeast Asian airlines that kind of pioneered this idea would do, they would have the, and still do, they have the printout, um, especially in the, in the premium cabins, but it's, it's so easy. It's so, it doesn't cost anything. Uh, it's, so it seems like a very strange thing to do away with, um.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's... Uh, I don't know. They may, they, like you could say, it could simply be a policy. You, know, you don't want to bother uh, because it's... Uh, I mean, Ed's, Ed's theory is interesting. It's true that a lot of people will lose their status in the coming year uh, because I they will. haven't traveled. And maybe they kind of want to push that point too much because... They will be, uh, you know, will be harsh for a lot of. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um. Or simply, it could be that they 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 don't have they they don't have enough staff, so they don't want to lose time in the flight, or just they don't. I don't know. I don't know. It's sad. I think. I was, you know, like when you fly. So I fly Qatar. I'm not part of Qatar's program. I'm part of One World Emerald, and yet they come and acknowledge me every single time. Obviously, at Emirates, I'm gold, and they come to acknowledge me every single time as well. Again, I'll tell the story next time. Because there's a little <laughs> little quirks there as well. But at least they do. Not that it matters to me, but I know it matters to a lot of people. And that's why I'm raising the point. Because I don't think yeah. it matters to you either. But I mean, it's a bit sad because there's a touch
0: point that is pretty easy to do. Yeah. It's low hanging fruit from a customer yes. experience perspective. And you know, with when I flew on Virgin, it happened on both my legs. Um uh, one at premium, go. one upper. Um, the in-flight service actually there's the cabin manager. Yeah. In premium and the in-flight service manager, whatever they use in at Virgin, uh, in upper and, class. And the
1: point, uh, to me, it even it should be even more the case now, knowing that the chaos the chaos is not as big as it used to, but there's still chaos a little bit. Mm. You know, delays like you just mentioned, delays at Heathrow. You you, some maybe not you, but you might be a little bit. On the edge when you enter the aircraft, or a bit pissed off because you're already late because you've been waiting like standing up at the gate for like an hour and whatever. Mm-hmm. And that little thing of saying "hello, welcome back" suddenly changes the dynamic. You're like, "Oh well, you know what? I forget it. Let's forget about all this. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm yeah. happy again." Yeah, that's also for me. Like you, you kind of catch
0: someone who's falling and say, "Don't worry, we got you." Yeah, and they don't do that. It, it's such. A, I mean, you're right, and I think it builds in a little bit of a. Uh, a buffer for any service hiccups that happen along the way. Like you say, delays or or crap food or whatever. How was the food, by the way? uh, It was... um, It was not... Great. Not memorable. Not memorable. Oh, the portion sizes keep shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. I'm on a diet, so it didn't really matter to me. But I was thinking, like, man, this—that's not a lot. diet, man. You look great. No, I, you know what? This is two years of uh, indulgence. Yeah, we, I, yeah, we've all been there. So, but so. you know, it's interesting. The the reason for our delay, the captain, and again, like, they're so good at communicating this stuff. Frankly, um, when it's out of their hands, was there was no available crew, a uh, uh, like ground crew to process the departure. Like they couldn't, then this isn't BA's fault. It's a Heathrow thing. There was nobody to close up the doors and push the airplane back and, and, and have, you know, the, the requisite amount of wing walkers. So we just had to Wait. I
1: think Ether just uh, just said, uh, it was yesterday that they need... Uh, no, not yesterday, it was Sunday. It couldn't be yesterday. Maybe, like, on Friday, whatever. They said that they need 25,000 staff to run... More, to run the operations efficiently. So they lack 25,000 staff, which is quite staggering. I don't... Probably it's all across the board, not you know, yeah. like, from maybe... From the janitor to the... Um, to the ground controls and to ATC, but 25,000.
0: That's a lot of people. <laughs> That's a lot. And it shows, it really shows. And it must be infuriating to be an airline there trying to run a punctual operation. Yeah. <laughs>
1: None, none of my flights out of Ether have been on time. None of my no. flights landing to Ether have been no. on time. Same. None. And, I mean, it's getting better, but also it's getting better because it wasn't, you know, summer where everybody was on holidays and trying to get out and whatever, and now it's quieter. I know it was midterm. I don't have kids. Was it just... Yeah, half-term. Um... Half-term, sorry. Uh, but yeah, it, you, you can feel that... Uh, they said also in that same statement since we were there, they said that... Uh, so the number is... They're not going to meet... the pre-pandemic numbers or 2019 numbers, it's not going to meet them for years, they think. So there's the uh, Recovery is here. Yeah. But if you read all the numbers that I... Uh, I went to Ayata's website when I read that, and it's true that you see that the number kind of stuck between 70 to 80% of pre-pandemic levels, which, I mean, it's good. It's better than nothing and better yeah. than zero <laughs> during the pandemic. But clearly, corporate travel is not taking off. Uh, I know that uh, some of the... Um, airlines, Uh, there was an IATA symposium just recently, there were some of the airlines who were saying what they're seeing which is kind of encouraging but doesn't actually uh, compensate for the lack of corporate traveler is uh, the fact that a lot of people can work from home, can work from anywhere and thus, basically they're becoming like you and me, so they say, oh I'm gonna take my family and I'm going to go somewhere and I'm gonna work for the hotel or from the Airbnb or from mm-hmm. whatever for a week and come back, whereas before that wasn't the case. So that kind of suddenly and, and some of them even fly premium because they want to make you know make themselves a little bit gift for the family and whatever. And they're seeing like this trend becoming more prevalent, but that's not to the level of you know corporate travel. So yeah. I mean eighty percent of what it was is still nice. And I'm here talking very generic, depends on you know, some some Territories have, are higher, some territories are lower. Uh, of course, China closed, being still kind of closed doesn't help the international numbers, but still, yeah, we're, we're not out completely out of the woods for the. For no, the answer, and it, which is good. Yeah.
0: It feels busy as well because I think, yeah, it does. you know, just like everything, like the Eurostar and Heathrow, capacity is reduced. So yeah, you're, exactly. you're, you're running. of the people through, I don't know, I'm just spitballing here, like 60% of the capacity. And that may be terminals or flights or available gates or restaurants and shops. It feels, those airports feel busy.
1: I will say that the same felt, by the way, at um, the same felt at uh, Dubai. Again, I'm going to do that in the next next episode. I I don't think they have staff issues there, but you can feel that everything is at the Mm same somehow. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. The the recovery is, is has some 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 hiccups. And, oh yeah, and I should mention the other thing we we talked a bit. I think last time is the price of tickets. Mm. Uh, if you especially if your corporate tra- if you if you handle corporate travel, and suddenly you have tickets that cost like ten thousand or fifteen thousand dollars, pounds and euros because now they're basically all at one, one, mm-hmm. <laughs> three currencies. Yes. that's good for attaché. You don't need to translate. Don't <laughs> You, you're not going to, so that explains, of course, the rise of premium economy as well. But also is simply people say, oh, you know, I'm going to do that online uh, because, and and it's compounding with what you just said about lacking capacity makes also the price of tickets being higher. Then people do not book, then airlines don't put more flights because they don't see the numbers coming in, blah, blah, blah. And you have the rise, of course, of the, the, the economical crisis that it's it's clearly happening. Plus, the rise of the dollars that make like operations more expensive for non-US, uh, non-US dominated, yeah. US dollar-dominated companies. I think Virgin said that. Um, I think was it what sixty percent of their outgoings is in dollars. They have oh. to sell their tickets in pounds, for instance, right? So suddenly everything becomes. I've seen the, late, the latest. All the, the flights I've bought lately are, are more expensive. That's just uh, so it doesn't help. Anyway, no, sorry. I, no, 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 it, it doesn't at all. So I mean, it's
0: it's. But it, it, all of those things trickle down to delay, delayed, delayed, creeping delayed departures because the 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 airline and the pilots don't know how long it's going to take to get somebody to come and push the plane back, yeah. so they can't say uh, based on their experience. You know, yeah, yeah, we have, yeah. you know, two more pallets of cargo to load. Based on my 15 years of experience as a pilot, that's going to take between seven and 15 minutes. I can tell you that. Correct, but with this, they're like, I d- it could be ten minutes, it could be an hour, I don't know, uh, and I feel so, I feel bad for them, but it's it's yeah, it's truly endemic uh, throughout the experience um, that there is a massive massive step, and you can feel the rawness in in customer facing employees as well because these are all mm-hmm. new people or they've shifted or they've mm-hmm. been furloughed and they're still a little bit rusty as well, but yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, and probably under
1: pressure as well because are yeah. like you said less. Uh, I felt that in my recent flights in an BA, and I felt probably there's less stuff on board than it used to be, and so they all a little bit more under pressure, mm-hmm. and that adds up, right? Especially if you have yeah. like turns all all the time. At some point, it adds up, and it can create a little bit. And if the passenger themselves is also um, a little bit uh, on the edge, again, because of the delays, because something didn't work during the, you know, like we just said. Yeah. That also creates a little bit of edge that we didn't have before.
0: And I, I keep think. thinking back to that. Was it a blog post or blog comment of the BA employees, the cabin crew, basically saying, here's everything that's wrong. Do you remember, was that on One Mile at a Time or one, one of those, they'd, received a bunch of anonymous um, oh yeah do you remember that You're right yeah from uh, BA yeah. pli- flight uh, cabin crew yes. um, and the stories the- are I mean obviously
1: because we live in the UK we see them these stories about BA more pro- uh, prominently but I've read similar stories about KLM about Lufthansa about I mean etc et oh, et it it's across yeah. the board right it's not just and since we VA. talked about chaos uh, Amsterdam is back to chaos not the same because there's less people but I think that what they, did, what Amsterdam Schiphol had done, they were, they to to hire more people to try to hire temps. They had like a very generous bonus system where they would actually pay a lot of money for you to come to work at the airport. And that was for the summer. I think that program lasted for three months, which mm-hmm. means that a lot of people that were doing other kind of jobs, maybe, or their attempts, they came and they did it. They did it. But then they stopped that bonus program, understandably perhaps for budget reasons, and it's back to what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it, it. this is going to take a little while to to get fixed.
0: I, I really do think it will. Yeah. I really do think how, it will. How, what, did you feel that at Moriel Airport? When, you, when you get there, yeah, it, it felt busy, but... Um, efficient. I think uh, they do something similar, in uh, as they as they do here and in the U.S. And, and certain passport holders can go in certain land. Greg had to do uh, basically a Canadian ESTA, um, but prior to, to departure, which was I never had to do that because American. Uh, if you're if you have an American, even if you're not coming from the U.S., if you have a U.S. passport, you don't have to do that. Um,
1: yeah, but, it's a trend that we were all expecting the old countries will introduce ESTA. I mean, the, Europe is, like, January, I think, is now. Yeah, EU. yeah. you have to have this. And Japan is also, like, now, I think, uh, probably. So, yeah. I
0: mean, it was instantly approved. I think it costs, like, seven bucks. It's valid for two yeah. years or one year, like, the U.S. And yeah. But interestingly, I, I'd for, the Canadian... Was it immigration or customs? It was immigration. It, it felt very American. Why are you here? How long are you going to be here for? What is the purpose of your visit? Like you know and then i said oh i come here for the food and the guy's like which food i'm like dude i'm not what? coming here to steal your jobs and women i just let me do my <laughs> job i get that they have to do it but i was like oh this feels yeah. like, just like the us but i think other than that that airport is interesting because it's not very well connected uh so it's either a taxi uber it's not or not very a, well connected no there's there's not a lot of public transport infrastructure oh. um
1: so, you so have, hold on so you arrive right, you arrive there and then how did you go did you stay a little bit to film? Stay, yeah, to we Quebec. we did
0: the whole episode before the in, in a compressed timeline. Okay, wow. Okay. Compared to what we had what I had initially planned and produced. So uh, how
1: did you so you left the airport with what a, car, a cab Uber, or something? Yeah.
0: Uber, yeah okay. An Uber in, in into town and we stayed uh we stayed in, in the middle of Montreal and filmed it. it's a it's a wonderful wonderful city. <laughs> that was like Ma- Montreal, Quebec have a reputation uh to the point of being like a caricature almost of these sort of ornery, you know french accented kind of aggressively gruff people really? okay i we i didn't see I any of that i don't have this because maybe because i come from the from french speaking i don't have oh i know that they have a different reputation in france yeah exactly but- the reput- i mean the
1: french i'm and i'm not french can be condescending over yes. them yeah. because, you know, language, I mean, the French can be, sorry guys, because I have a lot of, pardon les Français, can be condescending over, like, they can condescending over the Belgians, over the Swiss, yeah. over the, the, because, you know, it's not proper French, whatever, blah, 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 but I've never heard of, of what you just said here.
0: Yeah, it was, in, I mean, maybe it was my own kind of pre pre preconceptions, but, man, I've never come across a nicer group of people, like, oh, people were so friendly, like, filming, Filming in restaurants and anywhere else, people were just like they—they they were interested and engaged. and wanted to know what we were doing, and of course, nothing was too much trouble. And even even when you were just a, a, a you know a customer in the restaurant, like after we'd finished filming, it was a joy. And again, like I, I like it when a city just ruins any preconceptions I had. I love yeah, that feeling. That. It's very refreshing. So it was nice to it was nice to have that, and and actually, I had looked uh, at all of the way all of the airlines and flights I could have taken from Montreal to Quebec City, and there were some really strange airlines that I had never heard of on like seven thirty seven two hundred combis, and oh, I was wait. like, well, I have to I have to do it for the <laughs> That's for the, the one show. You
1: have to take of
0: course, like. Uh, Air Inuit and Paxan and all of these airlines I'd never heard of. Um, and, you know, it was reasonably frequent flights throughout the day. But you know how I actually got there in the end? I, no. A train. Because <laughs> <laughs> was, was it the best option? In terms, forget of, about the show. Forget about all love for for. But was it like? Do you think it was the easiest? It was by far the seamless? the easiest option. I made the mistake yeah. of assuming it would have European efficiency and not North American efficiency. But <laughs> you know, it was it was the, this. The gas Trail is right in the middle of Mon- Montreal. The airport is not. There's no security. You don't have to go through any of that. Yeah. I was like, you know what? It's right there. I will be right there. It gets me right next to my hotel where this my speech is taking place okay this this makes a little bit more sense yeah and it was it was good they have like a business class um much like we have on intercity trains here but there was a lounge and i'd never i'd never ever experienced this so i was like the the new traveler going up to the desk saying where am i Supposed to go? Like, what time am I supposed to be there? Like, how? And she's like, the trains are very confusing for that because yeah, I'm training my head
1: as an airport guy. And like, should I be like three hours in advance?
0: Yeah, and then I'm like, where, I'm like I... the train leaves in half an hour. Surely I should be on it. She's like, honey, the train's not even here yet. <laughs> she's like, I'll come. I will come and get you myself, and I will show you where you need to go. Uh, and she did. She did exactly that. And they had a little lounge in the which was like just a waiting room really, but it was, it was very comfortable and it was a, I think it was a Wednesday night and it, I think it took, we left a little bit late and it took, I think three and a half hours, but it had a sort of very, it was just, there was one business class cabin, very big seats. If you've traveled on any kind of business class or premium, whatever the hell you want to call them anywhere in Europe, you'll know what the seats are like, but the whole, cabin or car or carriage or whatever, had this very kind of convivial feel to it. You know, people mm-hmm. were done for the day and there was lots of kind of, not rambunctious conversation, but just the buzz of, of conversation. Uh, you couldn't see anything out of the windows because it was dark, but you got a full, multiple, you know, hot meal, absolutely delicious, Uh lot, you know, several drink runs. It was It was a very... Leisurely way to do it, and very you, comfortable and have cheap. Have you ever done? Ha- um, have you ever
1: done the Acela? Yes, on uh, like premium. I've as done well,
0: New like York to Boston on that.
1: I don't know how they call it. Is I it think first it is or exactly, whatever. Yeah. So how does it compare? Because I've have done, done
0: that, so I cannot. Is it like similar, similar, um, better? It it felt a little bit better. Okay, um, But bit. To be fair to to Amtrak. I did that in like 2007, so I don't really know how yeah. how much. It... No, I've done it more recently. It's uh, the Asellas it services. Yeah, it's it's not it's not
1: Japan. It's not no. uh, TGV. It's no. not like uh, what's the. Difference?
0: It's not even some of the services that run here in the UK.
1: Yeah, which are not the best in Europe, but there are still some. You know, I've been to the north with I don't remember GWR, W R, and they're pretty good actually, are, right? But, it's uh It's not the one in Italy or again, like the other French or whatever, but he's very good. Yeah. So, but,
0: but honestly, the Acela was okay. Yeah. (laughs) If it just felt like a fun way of, of doing it, I didn't really need, I didn't need to be there until, I mean, technically I had an AV check at 7am the next morning, but it didn't really matter. Yeah. And it just, it it was, the service was, was friendly. It didn't arrive on time. It didn't matter. I called an Uber when I got to the station and five minutes later I was in, in my hotel. Did you, did you go back the same way then? No, because I was... The way I had... So, hold planned on. It, First
1: of all, how did you like Quebec
0: City? Oh, my C- God. <laughs> Quebec City was like being in a theme park. What? And not in a bad <laughs> way at all. It was like, this can't be real. This cannot be... Like, my hotel, they claim it's the most ho- photographed hotel in the world, but I think probably 150 other hotels make the same claim. But it's this old chateau, that's now Fairmont Hotel, that's this gothic thing up on a hill... Beautiful, wow. and then I, th- you know, you the this the the old city, the walled city. Forgive me, yeah. um, my Quebecois friends. I can't remember the name of the the areas of the city, but they are they are kind of named. It was an old walled city, and it feels like you could be in like Bruges. Oh wow! You know, and of course, everything is in French. Everything is in French. You know, even on the metro in Montreal, there's no announcements in English. It's all in French. Yeah, and that that I, that I think can 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 uh, can throw a lot of people off. But it was a charming city. I wasn't there for very long. I did my speech and in, uh, in the morning, and I I think I had like two or three hours to to explore, and so I I did. And then as I was going, I called my Uber and I was going to the airport. I get oh, the so you, okay. dreaded email from BA saying your flight is like super delayed. We're really sorry. Because I looked, I'm like, oh what what plane am i on and i, l- I pulled up so hold on your radar.
1: return would have been directly from quebec or would you have no a i was i oh.
0: decided to fly back to montreal okay. airport and then just do a with th- whom well this is so i did air transat oh nice yeah uh so I got the, the email from BA when you know it, and the text message, and all of that stuff saying it's really delayed. And I looked, I'm like, man, my plane—it hasn't even left London yet, and I'm supposed to be on it in four hours.
1: Yeah, forget it.
0: Um, and these, it. It, it happens. There's it, that kind of thing. Doesn't? I looked at the the um, uh, arrival time. I didn't have any commitments until much, much later in the following day. So I was like, it's really, I'm not gonna, whatever. <clears throat> Uh, the Quebec airport is, or Quebec City airport is a charming, little. I mean, you could be. I think, if you sat there and said you are in, I don't know, somewhere in Norway. I would go, oh yeah, okay, fairly like brand new airport. You know, brand or felt brand new, open floor to ceiling windows, like you know, thirty, forty, fifty feet tall windows. Um quiet one or two shops one restaurant decent lounge very friendly vivacious chap running the place so it's it's a it's a pretty small airport then yeah i think they have i mean they they don't have any international flights that i can oh wait no they do they have i think american eagle flights to like newark or new or new york or something like that but then a lot of it is is these airlines i was mentioning earlier like Paxan and Air Inuit that were going to smaller enclaves in um, Quebec as a province and some of the neighboring provinces as well. Um, and Air Transat my, it was an A321. And there was a delay because Montreal airport runway was, one of the runways was closed unexpectedly. Oh. So they were ground stopping everything local just saying... Yeah, of course. You had to prioritize you know, uh, the... Big but, they, but they they, made an announcement and then the captain came out and he was the one making all the announcements. Oh, wow. So he left the airplane and he, and he... And they have one of those strange systems where they pick up the thing and they make the announcement and then they put it down and then it plays the announcement. Oh, I see. So it queues them up so there's not clashing announcements happening. I've seen that in a few airports. Um, but they... they they said we don't know how long this ground stop is right now our departure slot is 655 which was like an hour and 40 minutes from now and it was we were supposed to be leaving in 15 minutes and the, and the captain said but listen i need you guys to like to bear with me what we're going to do is we're going to board you because there's a reasonable chance that they may call us up and go, okay, we're ready for you now. And we want to be ready to go. We want that slot and we want to jump on it. So let's all board. If you, if you don't mind, um, don't worry about connections. The team in Montreal are taking care of all of that. We'll rebook you if we, if we need to. So we all board, the flights may be 35% full. They have no premium. There was a weird, like two seats and that's without exaggeration like two business classy looking seats with like a half bulkhead oh like floor to ceiling bulkhead but only half yeah. the cabin and then a curtain across i have no idea what that would be for unless they use those a321s on um international services and in they're for crew rest that was the only thing i could think of okay um Maybe. but they you couldn't book them you couldn't buy them Anything like maybe, that? Oh, ah, you couldn't buy. Could not them book them. Oh, no, that, okay. so it was just like I was in, I think, row six or something like that, and they they made it. Went through great pains to say, "We're really sorry. This is a thirty-five minute flight. We would love to give you something while we all sit here on the ground, staring out the window, like some snack. We don't have anything." So if Take an opportunity to run down to the to the vending machines and grab something because we we don't have anything and we're really really sorry, which I thought was was very sweet. I think Air Transat is a very divisive word in Canada. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. I would love people to tell me what the impression of Air Transat was, but it was very sparse. It was there was nothing. They had um, device, you know, to the device Wi-Fi streaming for your con for content. Um, but no, no Wi-Fi. And they turned that on as soon as we boarded. They're like, knock yourself out. It's all available. Um, and the captain was really good saying, haven't heard anything else. Runway's still closed. But I'm go- we're all closed up. We're ready to go. If you, if you look to the left, you'll see a bunch of other airplanes. And they did this in French and English, who are in the same position as we are. And then right at the, the slot time that we were originally allocated, we pushed back and went. And it was... Awesome. Thirty minutes, up twenty thousand feet, down t- to yeah. Montreal, um, and very. And then we sat because they couldn't find anybody to tow the airplane in. And for for me, I was like, my flight to London is. I would have still had like three hours, even if it wasn't delayed. Now I have five. Don't worry about me, fellas. Take as much time as you want. And they had rebooked everybody. There was somebody at the top of the jet bridge saying. If you got a connection, come with me. Paris, you're gonna make the Vancouver flight. No problem. You're still gonna make it. We've we've told them to wait for you because we knew you were on the ground. Bags, maybe not so much, but it felt it just felt well run operationally. Okay. And I just liked the way. I mean, maybe if it had been in a different city, I would have had a very different experience with the ground crew and the, and the flight crew. But I, I, you know, it was it was a it was a good experience. And then. Being airside Montreal,
1: so you yeah. just had to switch. Did you have to go landside at all? Uh, you didn't? go. No, you didn't have to go through. So you could clear immig- uh, outside. Exit immigration.
0: There was no uh, immigration because in- it was a domestic flight. But I. Yeah, had- but I'm
1: talking. You you were about to go to London. That's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, so you had to go. Th- you oh. all you had to do was scan a boarding pass to go into a sterile area with basically for duty free, um, okay, yeah. to show that you had a boarding pass for an international flight, and then. That area of the terminal was big. There was a lot. There was a, a a big lounge, because you had Air France flights to like three cities in in France. You had Qatar. You had I don't know if you had Emory, You had Jal. You had a few other flights that that because it's the oh actually interestingly enough Quebec City is the um is they've got a big monument to. This is the UN, but in Montreal, I went past the IATA and ICAO headquarters. Yeah. Oh, yeah, which is kind of cool to see those in the in in the flesh. But um, there's a lot of there's a lot of diplomatic business that goes on in Montreal. Isn't the Olympic or Winter or something? But there's a lot of those That's kind of super
1: long time ago, right? That's not no, like but the 76. the organizing.
0: Oh, the organizing. Body. organizing. There's a lot of oh. those. Oh, like the International I, I, Federation I of blah blah blah. There's lots of those Maybe in Montreal. I, yeah. So there's there's a there's significant um, international service. And actually, um, you could go from Quebec City to Paris nonstop on Air France. Uh, oh, there you go. And I was tempted when my BA flight kept creeping. I was like, six hundred bucks, and I could. There's seven thousand flights between Paris and London where my car. But I just, you know, I didn't have anywhere to be. Um, the lounge is, uh, it was a third party. Um, and those third party lounges, you can, you can always tell they're a third party. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about them. There's, there's, right? it feels like you're inside of a <laughs> knockoff Ikea, but it was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. More often than other. that's, that's true. That's pretty yeah, much the case. Yeah.
0: And I mean, I had hours and hours and hours, so I just sort of walked up and down the terminal and I yeah, just, I didn't want to sit, but, um. I you yeah. know I just I just uh, sightseeing at the terminal yeah sightseeing in the terminal and just getting some work <laughs> done I was pretty I was exhausted by that point because it was like the the flight didn't end up boarding until eleven thirty p.m. Oh wow um, and I wasn't still over in jet lag and we'd been filming I had speaking blah 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 but we uh, I was in economy but I had three seats to myself somehow awesome and as soon as that seatbelt sign went off I was out. Just flat out. I put my jacket and my the the three pillows from the seat, and I was just out cold. I brought my as I always do when I fly on BA. Brought my own earplugs and and uh, blind you know uh, mask and all that. And I was I slept until top of descent. And it was fast. The 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 tailwinds were really pokey, really really fast. So we did that in about five hours and thirty minutes. Oh wow. Yeah. Um and cool. apparently it was bumpy along the way. I don't recall. You don't remember? <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, and then uh yeah, so it was it was an interesting interesting experience. Yeah, wow, that's that was cool, man. And then de- <laughs> we were all like deplaning back in economy and this guy who was sat across the aisle from me he's just staring at me. Just like he's a like middle-aged guy like he just he's just staring at me. And he's like, after a while, he goes, "Are you a singer?" <laughs> and I laughed, and I was like, I, "I am. I am a lot of things, but I can tell you right now, I am not a singer." He's like, <laughs> "Are an actor." I've seen you many, many times before, and I'm like, "I," and I, I, I was like, "I," thinking I have no idea who you were mistaking me for, and all I could say was, "Well, if if that is the case, then they're not paying me for it." So i don't what i don't know what's going on but it was very and i was like bleary-eyed and like what the hell is he talking about <laughs> so it's a it's very surreal experience very surreal experience but oh. yeah it was uh, it was neat to try a new airline uh i I, re- I was very keen to try and make sure i did that New no, airports, right.
1: two new airports, uh, two new airports. They're going to be the airports of this show.
0: Because, yeah, two new airports okay. a new airline.
1: Uh, As you guys know, I've no, I'm not going to be to. I'm never, no, not going to fly to Canada. So <laughs> no, <you> know, <laughs> rely on Alex I, to do an investigation for.
0: Us. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, so, you
1: know, well, what I found really interesting about the uh, Yule. I mean, first of all. People go back to episode, where was it? Episode four. My goodness. When we discuss about all the IATA code and why Canada has Y in front of every single of the airports, which make um, not a lot of sense if you just think about the names. I think uh, Quebec City is YQC, so mm-hmm. that makes more sense to someone who doesn't know that y- Yule, which, you know. Um, but what I found interesting about that airport, um, because uh, when you were there, um, I read about it a little bit on simply online. Is that an airport kinda of closed and reopen? That was actually so Trudeau the father, when he was prime minister, forecasted rightly so now, but you know, being right at the right time is important, not mm-hmm. being <laughs> right at the wrong time. Forecasted that, you know, airline so air traffic would explode that Montreal needed a bigger airport, so built another airport. Uh, it's called, but it was called. I don't think it's still open. Mirabel. It's a little bit further out. It was supposed to be like six, uh, six terminals. I think I don't have the notes in front of me. Four runways. Mm. They only at the opening because they actually opened it, like in the mid 70s. They opened. There was, uh, I think, one, uh, two runways. They probably one terminal, something like that, right? It was. It looks, if you if you go, because now the terminal has been knocked down, it doesn't exist anymore. But if you look, if you Google, guys, the images, the, the terminal, pretty cool, actually, for a terminal 70. So really something forward-looking and everything. <laughs> and the issue, and what triggered the memory, what you just told about, the the links to the city, I think the issue was that there were no links to the city, so that's bad planning, mm-hmm there's the, no one wanted to go to the airport. So they, and they had kept you all opened, uh, which had another name before Dorval, Doch Dor something.
0: Mm. Oh yeah. And, Dor- um, in fact, in your, in okay. my, um, BA flying or uh, executive club activity yeah. list of like, here's all, you know, here's your points accrued and all that. It says Montreal Dorval. Oh, there you go. Dorval. So you, you thank you. I wasn't sure about it. So, it, so,
1: so, f- so Dorval during the 70s, the 80s and the 90s was primarily, well, that was the plan, supposed to be for domestic and then winding down. And then that other airport was supposed to take over. The thing, it, it didn't <laughs> go to plan at all. First, the traffic increased, but not to the point, not to the forecast because he was too early, thinking you know the traffic would explode, so people were like, "No, I don't want to go to that other airport." Airlines were like, "No, no, 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 our our customers don't want to go to that uh, the other airport." And also, like like you just experienced, people wanted to um, to switch from uh, domestic to international mm-hmm. and said, "I'm not going to switch airports to do that." And apparently, all these compounded led to the airport never actually really taking off, but intended probably. Mm-hmm. And then I think at some, I think maybe 25 years ago, they said, you know what, solid, we're gonna go back to Yule, we're gonna abandon the other airport that they spent so much money on. It became like for a while, I think a cargo airport. Guys there, I don't know, is it still running as a cargo airport? I, I know for a fact that the terminal has been, so the passenger terminal has been knocked down. I know for a fact that I think there's like, you can do like go-kart and stuff. So probably mm. the facilities must be really cool <laughs> because of course it was an airport. I don't know if it still runs as a as a cargo. And, and yeah, and the irony in all this is that today the numbers actually justify, would justify another airport <laughs> because uh, you will as, as reach reaches you know, kind of geographical capacity. I mean, they'll do some stuff, they can add. It's not as if, you know, plus the pandemic kind of paused everything. So there's no more room to, to grow. I mean, they'll probably find ways to, to grow anyway. Uh, and the, the, for me, the biggest irony is that even though the father of Trudeau was the one who did this plan, we ended up being a white elephant in the end because obviously this building another uh, full airport never to be used is pretty bad planning. Yeah. Well, he, he has the name of the new airport. So he has the name sorry of the current airport. So Yule was renamed after him, which is kind of very it's, ironic yeah. you know, for a nav geek. The for guy
0: licking his wounds, yeah.
1: <laughs> but look it up, guys. The, the images are are, are, are pretty uh, pretty impressive, and yeah, the the size because that's was well, that was a forecast. The size of that airport uh, that existed but never actually really became the Montreal Air- airport in terms of uh, passenger traffic the the footprint was almost as big as king Fahd airport in saudi arabia oh, which is wow. the biggest airport in the world so really the guy had maybe planned for like i don't know 25 runways and 600 terminals or something but then it never wasn't never, never meant to be never happened so that that things, i don't know i found it very yeah, fascinating I had no because idea. it's really was... the case that we hear stories like this with a an airport is almost quasi abandoned. Yeah. after having been fully built.
0: I mean, we 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 flew in a helicopter out of a out of an airport about thirty minutes outside of the city called Saint Hubert, and that was a big airport. But it was is that It there was I don't think so. I mean, it 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 maybe it as a it wasn't a big. It didn't have long runways, but it had a lot of oh. like the Canadian Space Agency have a have some stuff there. A lot of um, private so, yes. stuff. And our pilot said that it's, I think he said it's the busiest, uh, it's the busiest airport by movement in, in, oh, either in Quebec or maybe even in Canada. Um, Just be, or because of just, it's a lot of training airports and people coming to do their, their touch and goes and all of that stuff. But I don't think that was it. I don't think that was it
1: i see i mean i i, I just found it fascinating and also almost tells you that if you want to really be because that's a bit of the story of uh, dubai actually when they have this second airport that is supposed to take over but never takes over mm-hmm. because it's too far and blah 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 and you you kind of say oh, okay if you build if i were like a dictator myself thank god guys i'm never going to be one because i'd be a very bad dictator uh i would just say you know, we transfer everything and we shut it down, like they did at Kai yep. You know, you don't run two airports at the same time. Otherwise, people don't want to switch. It's like uh, Berlin. If they ha- if they hadn't closed Tegel i I'm sure people would say, yeah, I saw it off you your new Berlin. I would prefer my old, yeah. I know Tegel L, I know how it works. And I would probably be one of them. I know the layout, you know, out of my way, I know the shortcut right there. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah
0: exactly. So, yeah, uh, they need to, exactly, you're right. But maybe people, maybe some some of you might
1: be old enough to have used that airport, or maybe you you, you know stories about that airport. Again, I've I would never love been to know. More of it, yeah, please tell us if you if you. I don't even know the code. Do you I mean, probably it's on Wikipedia, it probably had a hiatus code or something. Mm. Because I don't think it ever transferred Yule there, so it must have been something else. But anyway, point is, there you go. Wow, um, wow that was a great trip you did there.
0: Yeah, it was, it was interesting. I, I was very Taken with Montreal and Quebec City, so I'd like to go back one day. One more reason for me to go, mm. to <laughs> absolutely.
1: Um, that's really a little bit of news. i are no, not going to do my trip this one because otherwise, it would be too many airports for a single episode, and we're going to do like in a couple of weeks. Uh, some of those who follow me on Instagram know where I've been. <laughs> uh, another, uh, pretty, um, yeah, destination. That was cool. uh, that was. Yeah, yeah lots of lots, lots to say both about the flights the export experience the travel experience there man anyway let's um, do really a little bit of news a little bit of things here and there uh, first how do you say uh, kids please close your ears now I'm gonna swear how do you say no fucking way in German uh, because when Lufthansa is saying they want to ban air tags in there oh, that was hilarious <laughs> in, in the in the whole luggage I'm like yeah right. Don't you think they just don't – they want to be left alone losing your bag yeah. and not
0: you being a- – <laughs> That's exactly what it feels like. Like, we don't want you to be able to know how bad we are. How dare you? <laughs> I th- There was something about – what was their rationale? Something to do with the signals or the fact that it's got a battery or – Yeah. I think they're relying on uh, a
1: regulation by ICAO that dates back from like 1850- 1850 no, – I'm kidding uh- – <laughs> You know when phones were not even invented, and yeah. now they kind of retrofitting that. Like, look, see, it says, and our interpretation is, that, and you're like, come on, guys. Yeah. Really? Uh, and I, I, I'm, I don't think I, I've, I've read a, a few. Uh, I think it was on flyer talk. People said they have air tags and they've not been removed from their luggage because if they really had to remove every single, because probably they they can if they. X-ray mm-hmm. each each luggage you probably they will take forever. Oh yeah, no. Your luggage delay. will be even more d- delayed at yeah. Frankfurt. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's bad. Um, do you use a? Do you use one of these things? Yourself? I do. No? Yeah, I
0: have them uh, all over
1: my luggage. Did you? Did you? By the way, did you ask you? Did you? Did you check in hold luggage for? Um, no. Canada? No. Because it was too short, or because you didn't trust me?
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> I was too short, and I try to avoid it at all costs. I, I had, I think, if I had bought some Canadian whiskey or maple syrup or something like that, I would have, but I, I didn't. So yeah. There was
1: oh, so a- you didn't go to one of those conferences where the, where the host like they offer you like liquids. It's always like whiskey because it could have been maple syrup. They would have offered. No, you Sorry, know what they this did. Is a very they, bad cliche. Man. They,
0: they, they um are a significant supporter of a. Of a uh of a children's uh cancer network and they made a donation to that network in my name that's amazing which i thought was an awesome i would much rather have that than uh me too something else so i i I yeah me too children's miracle it's very generous for
1: most of we both know that of organizers to offer something to Yeah, yeah of course but most of the time, it's stuff that we will never use, put on a shelf, or just discard. Sometimes at the hotel, and I feel really about discarding, and I'm like, they will know that I left it at the hotel, especially if the hotel has been paid by the by the organizer themselves. Like, I need to find a way to discard it somewhere else. Like, uh, maybe at the airport. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's horrible, because you don't want to say, especially some cultures, if you say no, they're very offended. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Like, like in Pakistan, they offered me that, I mean, and that I wanted to keep. It was really amazing, this, that second time, the one, the third time, sorry, the one I uh, went in August, familiar. a photography book of beautiful pictures and really beautiful pictures mm-hmm. of the country. You know, one of these table books mm-hmm. you know, like in your, in your living room. The thing is, must be five kilos, so heavy it is. And I was like, hmm, I was supposed to be carry-on only. And I, I still, uh, you know, I took it. It was fine. So I was very happy. But sometimes organized, if you listen to us, this, this show – Think about the fact that we travel mm-hmm. like. with it. Anyway, um, so yeah, well, since I'm on Pakistan we, I got a lot of feedback, oh. lots of feedback. Uh, thank God, not a, lot, not a lot of people were judging me for some of the stuff I had to do. <laughs> I, I didn't say, by the way, because the irony of it all, when I left, the last time I left, when you are at security um, at Islamabad, there's a big poster like a huge poster, and it says, corruption is the silent killer. Mm. So I was leaving, being reminded that, oh my God, <laughs> they're watching me. Uh, <laughs> so I, just a few things, because I've, I've done enough on, on these trips, because I forgot a few things. First, I explained what EK was, yeah Emirates to Karachi. Mm-hmm. I didn't explain, because I learned there, what PIA is. That's a joke, you know, how mm. all we tend to have names for all these airline, tap, take another plane. Mm,
0: and better on a camel.
1: I'm not gonna do Lufthansa because that's not, uh, that's, a P, that's X rated. Uh, PIA, it's perhaps it arrives. Oh. <laughs> these locals told me. <laughs> I was like, you sure you wanna take PIA to do your domestic flight? I'm like, yeah, perhaps it arrives. And I, oh my God. <laughs> wow, <laughs> dark. <laughs> A lot of people were very fascinated that I flew them. Guys, it was honestly, it was a domestic flight. It was an hour and 30 minutes. It was a 320. There was less and tear than some of the BA 320s I've taken. Uh, everybody got hot food. Can you say that in every single flight mm-hmm. in Europe for another 30? No, you cannot. I mean, it was really, I would take them again. Of course i if i could read the maintenance book before maybe no i'm kidding i honestly because really people were like are you sure why, why did you do that no it's it's actually it's actually more than okay um the other question i had uh, people were telling me paul you said uh it came twice actually paul you said that every time you went to pakistan something happened and then you never explained so, so i'm going to explain the first time i went to pakistan so because maybe i like a for people who trade, for instance, in the market, so people who like to do forecasting, they know that everybody, every time Paul arrives in Pakistan, something big happens, so they might actually edge their bets. The first time I came to Pakistan, there was massive demonstrations. Actually, I was in the markets, uh, went to the markets. It was a massive demonstrations in all over the country because of the decision of the Supreme Court. The, the country was going very unstable, and I remember my friend who works at the United Nations was seeing my Instagram stories and he, he, because of course, like a dumb city person, who was like, oh yeah, look, I'm in the market. It's so cool, and uh, look, all oh, there are people sh- shouting over there. No. <laughs> Friend is like, Paul, do you realize you look like an American mercenary on RNR? I'm like, huh? Eh? He's like, Paul, I know you are a good guy. Just be, don't be dumb. You could, you could. Be mistaken for someone else. Don't go too close to the demonstrations. They're like, oh, okay. Suddenly you, go, you know. Suddenly you become very self-conscious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, oh shit. <laughs> anyway, that was the first time. The second time I went, that was in May. That was when um, some people would call that a coup just happened. So to remove the prime minister. So there you go, another upheaval in the country. And it was also like 49 degrees Celsius. Mm-hmm. Climate change. And uh, there was a and the third time. Uh, the floods, so there you go. So you see, uh, I'm, I'm you are a a of doom. Biden. Uh, so yeah, so that's why they're never going to invite me back <laughs> because they want some stability. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? As long as they don't lose cricket, I think they're fine. I mean, I'm not going to. I mean, they just. I mean, yeah. Well, let's not go there because that's where you don't make friends in that part mm-hmm. of the world. If you start to decide who you, um, um what, what else did I wanted to say? Um. Yeah, the one story that, about Karachi that I forgot and it really made me laugh. And actually, I just thought about that because you were talking about uh, your experience leaving uh, Canada. I, I don't know why, I was leaving Karachi in 2018 and it's a mess, as I told you, Karachi Airport. I love it, but it's pure chaos and nothing, you know, you're supposed to take everything off from security, but nobody does it. So, you know, I don't know why they're scanning, why they're scanning, you just like you go, okay, whatever. Mm. <laughs> Uh, that was an experience in Lahore as well, by the way. Um, it was a bit better. Anyway, point is, um, <laughs> you arrive at the gate, uh, very old gates, and y- you know how in some airports you they st- still print the manifest. And mm-hmm. you hear that very old printer yeah, uh, that, uh, 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 matrix, for like yeah. two hours before you. And you know that once this the printer stops going, oh, we will board now. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. The printer has stopped printing the manifest. So that one. They did, I remember p- looking people shouting, the people, the staff, ground staff shouting, and I was like, "What's going on?" And actually, <laughs> I realized they didn't have a printer. They were sharing one printer printer amongst five gates, oh. so they had to wait for the other gates to finish their printout. And then I saw them like, you know, unplug physically all the, and you see like the. These old like connectors oh, yeah. uh, from the eighties, going back and like reprinting, the thing wouldn't work, wouldn't connect. The guys were shouting in front of this computer. And <laughs> so that's another side. That's yeah. That's uh, that's. I, I think I have pictures of. I try not to be too much of um, an ass, but it's so funny, that's like uh, sharing the the printer. Yeah. <laughs> so that um, that, <laughs> that was. I mean, uh, uh, that's it. Uh, I, I, I mean, there's so many things, um, but really, for those because I've had a, a, a question uh, about uh, plane spotting. As I said, it's dangerous, but also, as I said, the one the planes that you can see on the ground at Karachi is um, maybe if you are plan to land during the day, so maybe you can take pictures from your uh, from the aircraft mm-hmm. itself because they're not going to tell you anything. Because I've seen, I've even seen like a. Hellenic airways like 747 like why are you there yeah and this airline has been dead for like 40 years i think or whatever oh yeah <laughs> and i mean you don't see that anywhere else mm-hmm. anymore so if you like um yeah you land or depart during the day maybe you get lucky but don't 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 take pictures yeah there, there you go and i want to because i didn't do that last time i want to thank Jihan, jianara and and amber and muhammad and Abzar, and muhammad and wakas and then everyone for all their kindness yeah, it really does uh, sound like you have without an amazing them, trip i would have not been able to do all these all these uh, trips and people also enjoyed uh, <laughs> my car story in manila when also like the policeman came oh um, yeah <laughs> i just want to conclude that story because it said um the reason I never took the car again, I mean, I, I did a few times, I never took the car again, it's not because of uh, corruption, which ke- kept happening, is because I crashed the car. Uh, and, and thank you, I haven't seen him in, because we lost touch, I haven't seen him like in, what, 13 years? Whatever. Justin, I remember that night, and I remember I was in the front of the McDonald's, thank you for helping me crashing that car in Burgos. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I never took the car again uh, and left the the driver ticket. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um, did you... uh, Oh, yeah. I wanted to ask you a question because I'm thinking, obviously, of becoming British. When you... Do you have to travel with both of your passports? Meaning, do you have to enter the UK with your British one because you're British? do you have to enter the, um, the US... Because your American, your yes. American passport, right? both. Say, you right? are, so you, you need to enter. To, yeah. So you have to always have two passports.
0: In those I situations, mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about yeah. any other countries, but I believe it's uh, that that's the case. Yeah, certainly yeah. for the UK and US. Yeah, for, for you, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, a lot of countries would ask
1: their own citizens to bring their own passport. We're weird if you were yeah. to have another. And probably my right to remain when I become British would be canceled automatically anyway because I'm British. They'll say, yeah, but you don't need yeah. a special... Oh, yeah, right to remain, by the way. I mean, this is, guys, I know that both your countrymen don't, do not like, you know, the idea of uh, ID cards or the idea of uh, any kind of piece of identification besides passports. But uh, there's no way to prove your visa, the right to remain thing, uh, unless you are on your phone and you need to enter a code and to then, I mean, so I'm in Pakistan. I'm going, I'm at Qatar uh, check-in, uh, sorry, yeah, check-in counter and the guy say, can you prove your UK residency? And I'm like, okay, so I take my phone and I start. I mean, it it wouldn't work. Yeah, the, the website of the dot uk was was not working, and I was trying. I was trying to get a wife. and I remember the guy. and so said, "You know, leave it. Fine, you're good." Mm-hmm. I've got, I get from the airline point of view, they didn't want to have to, you know, end be up responsible, me not you. being able to enter. But then you are like, you know, so anyone
0: listening for the government, uh, please uh, Megan, just do something. Megan has this card for her visa. So called, because she has a proper visa probably because she's an American. Yeah, it's a biometric residency permit. Um, well, see, I wish I had that. Yeah, it's a card and I think maybe only once she's had to produce it when we've been going through the e-gates, but other than that um, it, it is exactly what you're describing. I, was, I mean, had...
1: anyway, it doesn't really matter. It's a big deal. Most of the airlines, as, as soon as I say, maybe because I'm Swiss, maybe because I look the department, because I'm a white dude, as soon as I say uh, yeah, I live in the UK. In any part of the world, I check in. I mean, they have no proof. They say, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't even, you know, they don't double question it. So, But again, many factors of privilege probably enter into that equation when I say that. Um, so, yeah, to I'll, I'll ease up to uh, Qatar. Let's go to, to Qatar. Oh, by the way, there's a rumor that Qatar might
0: buy Pakistan Airways. Oh. Or at least a big state. I don't know. Why they would do that? I think a lot of these I airline mean, groups are looking for distressed inventory at the moment. Yeah. To, uh Well, and it's a country of 220 million well, people yeah. that is
1: bound to, at some point, you know, have a, like a boom. So mm-hmm. if you already have a foothold in the market, you know, these these uh, these countries are obviously interesting. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's just a rumor. By the way, hmm. I don't know that. So when I was uh, when I was in Doha, I we took. I rarely fly Doha during the day. Usually, you know, it's one of these Middle Eastern thing when you fly, it's like 2 a.m. until 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. And that's, you, you know, the drill, because you've done that, whether it's Emirates, Etihad, or Qatar Airways. That time was a, a day flight, a day departure. And my God, it was amazing, because I could see all the stadiums oh, wow. of, uh, from above. All the stadiums, like super clearly. The, you know, there's almost never clouds, obviously, there. Uh, which, let's, because... Maybe by the time we record next, the World Cup would, won't have started. But it starts on the twenty-first of November, so like in twenty-one days. I don't know if I'm excited because I'm I'm, I'm I like the
0: World Cup, I love the World Me Cup, too. but it's a bit weird that it's in the winter for us. Yeah, it's very strange because it's it's always been in the summer. So I'm yeah, it's a, it's and I associate kind of
1: the World Cup with like everybody beer gardens and, and, barbecue yeah, and yeah. beers and we watch and we you know we shout and kid ourselves like between teams and of course i'm going to support switzerland they have no chance but still I support them and default that probably england as, as i always do but i mean i have many uh, anyway point is um i've seen all these and and That's i've read i wanted I wanted to read read up about, I mean, it, does it make sense to have like uh, all these stadiums in basically like a three kilometers area? I'm not sure, and, but mm-hmm. that's besides the point, it's gonna happen. What I didn't know is that, so they're expecting 1.5 million people in Qatar for the World Cup. I think the country is like 3 million people. Hmm. It's a big, big operation. And so, starting tomorrow, the 1st of November, and until the end of the World Cup, which I think is somewhere in December, probably, like just before Christmas... Um, you cannot enter Qatar unless you have a FIFA ticket. So, unless you can actually go to a, a, a game. Of course, if you're a Qatari resident or a citizen, uh, or if you have a work visa, of course, in some humanitarian affairs. But so you need to have a ticket to enter the oh, country. Wow. Uh, but I mean, the country is 3 million, like 1.5, I guess it's good. And what, was, what I was, since we're an aviation podcast, I didn't realize is that. so. I've read some numbers. The number of bookings to Qatar, so to Qatar, as in staying Qatar, not Qatar Airways, when you do your, you basically do a layover, has uh, as increased by 4,000% uh, the, the flight bookings, because obviously people are going. Yeah. And so. They're going to be, and so things that there's not, so there's an issue with hotel capacity. Mm-hmm. Because imagine if you have like half of your country. So a lot of people are going to stay over in Dubai, uh, some of them in Oman as well, or uh, in Bahrain, etc., uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. So there's going to be, uh, and here I'm not talking about Qatar Airways. I'm talking, uh, there's going to be a hundred ninety flights a day to carry passengers to see games and then leave. Wow. So I've read here, what is it? Like, Fly Dubai will have, here's this per day, right? Fly Dubai, 60 flights a day. 60 flights a day by Fly Dubai. Saudi Arabia, 60 flights, so from Saudi Arabia, multiple cities. Oman, 48 flights, and Kuwait, Kuwait Airways, 20 flights. Wow. That is insane. Wow, that is insane. That's and, and, mind-blowing. I mean, <laughs> It's crazy. So it's shuttle flights, literally, to take people to take Alex and Paul to see a game, take you off. Because there's also let's be let's be fair. There's also people that don't want to stay in Qatar because I'm not sure about the the dry situation. Mm-hmm. Can you drink mm-hmm. in stadiums? I'm not sure. I didn't read that. I don't really care about that. But I mean, probably people will just want to party in Dubai and then just you know go for a game and then come back to party to Dubai. Mm-hmm. But I mean, so and when I was taking off. I saw, you can still see, I mean, guys, if you've ever been to Qatar or simply go on, on Google Earth or Google Maps Earth, whatever, you can see that the old airport still exists and the old runway still exists. Uh, the, so the current airport, the one we all know with the beautiful bear and yellow bear, has <laughs> been an extension on the sea. But the old one still exists. And I'm wondering, I'm pretty sure actually they will use that as well because there's no way the capacity even... Do, no, Doha has a huge capacity. They will have to have
0: extra capacity yeah. because it's just crazy. Wow. Just insane. That, and it's just <laughs> the air traffic control operation. Gate capacity. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of... And the immigration and all of that stuff. Oh, it's going to be so interesting. Yeah, it's going to be really fascinating. Um, yeah, it must be... Yeah. There will be also something that
1: uh, we don't like. Uh, cruise ships doing mm-hmm. the same thing. You could be able to do cruise ships to do shuttle trips to see games which makes no sense either anyway we're not you know what we keep criticizing our cruise ships because you and i don't really like them and i realize that the wife of a very good friend of mine she's an exec at uh, msc i I hope she never listens to this podcast ever
0: (laughs) prove us wrong Um,
1: the saga, since we're on Qatar Airways, the saga of Qatar Airways, uh, I don't think we have touched on it for a while now. Um, so Airbus and Qatar are still fighting. Um, I think the latest, I don't, I haven't really, because I don't want, I'm following everything, but I think so. Qatar said, we don't want to pay and you need to force uh, Airbus to stop delivering the deliveries of the 350. They went to court. They lost, which means that Qatar is not getting the 350s, but they need to pay for them anyway. <laughs> so they're, they're, they are they're still need to pay for them. But at the same time, Airbus has the 350s. So now we're starting to see, apparently, the deliveries that were supposed to be for Qatar Airways are being rerouted to other airlines. Uh, uh, did, did, what, what was it? Did I read? It was Lufthansa? No, maybe not. I read something There was like other airlines getting the ones that were supposed to be for Qatar Airways. Mm. Uh, Airbus also said, you know what, we, now they actually said it, we're not going to give you any 350. We revoked the order, but you still have to pay us. Uh, they also revoked the 321 neo I think they said, you know, we're not going to give you the 321 line either because you keep... I mean, and, and, and the thing is, Qatar, remember they had said, we're going to buy the 737s but they made that low order lapse. It never actually actuated yeah. upon. You know,
0: it was only so. Actually, I don't know what they're playing with. No, because just, Boeing aren't, aren't exactly in great shape for deliveries either. So no, they, that's the thing. I mean, the, I
1: didn't. We didn't never discuss about this, but I think the Dreamliner was out, was not being produced for more than two years yeah. because of the, the issues, uh, quality control issues. Yeah. There was nothing for coming something. out of line. You had the max grounding, and now they cannot was it what the max 10 is not being uh the fa8 refuses to um certify it yeah or and the
0: triple seven uh, is taking forever Kath they yeah, getting it's not coming out yeah, up I had,
1: but i don't know what Qatar is playing at some point somebody somebody's got a blink or something yeah is
0: well it? and they the court blinked for them <laughs> yeah but i mean at the end of the day the problem is that Qatar still doesn't have they don't play right. the end, so it's, that'll be interesting to see <laughs> how that is all resolved are they going to go? going to go buy Chinese or something like the comeback <laughs> or whatever. Like,
1: I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, but I think that's a reason why we've seen Qatar entering this, you know, wider partnership with BA. Mm-hmm. We, I think, we, we talked about it. That makes sense because they need capacity. Yeah. So they say, "Oh, BA, you know what? Can you have two of your flights coming to Doha? You." Like BA Metal coming to Doha, and they just did the same with Finnair. They just they just had another big partnership, the expanding a partnership with Finnair. So uh, Doha is becoming one of Finnair's hub, which also means capacity because Finnair could easily. I mean, we know that there's the uh, the ban over flying Russia, which uh, doesn't help Finnair. So probably go, maybe Finnair going down to Doha and then you know offering maybe to their customers like then a choice of other mm-hmm. destinations is nice but i mean i think qatar needs
0: capacity yeah. that's also why they do doing good that, a so. good way of doing it i think so right? yeah absolutely i mean
1: it's good. it's good it's good it's good for us because if you if you if you're on avios if you yeah. uh, and since qatar is avios now you probably also will start to have deals that go from helsinki which could be actually yeah great deals. absolutely uh, yeah i will totally gonna start keeping an eye out for those And apparently there's a new uh, lounge at Helsinki, um, Hmm. Platinum Lounge, whatever. So if you're One World, which you and me are, there's a sauna in it. Yes. (laughs) Would you you, do a sauna before? (laughs) (laughs) Right? (coughs) Isn't that like the Peloton at the Virgin Club? Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, God, those things gathering dust in the corner. Yeah. Did you see them last time? They were still there. Uh, I looked for them briefly. I think they're still there. Yeah. That's silly. Yeah. Anyway, Peloton is
1: losing so much oh money God, that, yeah, that deal won't, won't renew yeah. at some point, right? I don't know. Maybe you put a sauna at clubhouse. Yeah. Uh, hey, you
0: know what? There you Absolutely. go. Absolutely. Bring the bring <laughs> the salon back. <laughs> sauna, sauna. When I was, I don't know. People
1: say sauna. I mean, my mother was from Finland, as you and the guys know. I used to do that thing where we would uh, um, drill a. Um, ice so mm. we would actually jump in behind oh. the ice gap so we were like in a lake we would actually drill the freaking ice and jump and then run into the sauna and that was amazing but uh, i always said sauna in mean, finnish i don't know any other way of say it, <laughs> saying it um uh, uh what else what else? oh yeah um uh yeah i have since we just said Avios. Avios is um it seems that BA wants to use that obvious and make it like some kind of a big global currency. Mm-hmm. So having more more partners entering it, I honestly don't see. Besides Qatar, I don't see any other airline wanting to want it to, to, no. to 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 you know co-opt somebody else's
0: points. It's been tried you, so many times to right? take a frequent flyer currency beyond the realms of what it is flight exactly and it just you know i think with hotel points and everything like that there is a very small group of people who are good at manipulating those markets and trading and all of that stuff but for the vast majority of us i just can't imagine it taking on any broader significance than i get x miles for the flight i took yeah i mean i get the whole
1: partnerships because i think it's very appealing for alliance because as we know in the U S the freaking flyer programs are almost more valuable to the airlines themselves. Yeah. Oh sure. But the point is it's because of the partnerships because of the credit cards is because of maybe like getting points by doing And, and, and that I get right. Finding partners that are non travel. Uh, do you, I will never choose an airline that I fly because of the freaking flyer program. I choose the airline because I like the airline. Like I, I'm not, let's say, I'm not flying uh, what, Singapore Airlines because of Chris Flyer. No. I'm flying Singapore Airlines because of a good airline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? So I'm not going to choose whether because it's on Avios. I mean, I'm very glad that Qatar is on it because it makes our lives easier from London. But it's not as if I didn't fly Qatar before because it's they were different. not on Avios. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. Well,. Um, and uh, I think uh, there was uh, that news. That news that uh, IAG wanted to do that. It's not B. IAG wanted to expand Uh I think LA Flyer, LA Flyer had reacted on it to me by DM a few, know, I'd say, a few weeks ago, and he, he reminded us that there was another program like this at some point, uh, Air Miles in the nineties, yeah. uh, that was meant to be a, a, a he says a cross industry loyalty program, and it failed. Yeah. And and probably uh, if if BAIG are not too cautious, it will fail again. You will have I mean do you do you even I mean you have a, I think a, a BA Amex or whatever I do. it is, but do but do you otherwise do all the other things you could do with Avios,
0: like I don't
1: buying groceries? No,
0: God no. No, in fact I actually I use my Amex uh card that's non-BA more, and that goes into a a central pot, which I can then distribute out to a bunch of different airlines and hotel partners. Yeah, that's what I do. I I have my Amex
1: Platinum. That's what I do. I just... uh, I'm not tied to one because... uh, Yeah. But I'm not even... Well, let's drop this because it's, it's boring for people. Who don't, but I'm not like another you know, person. We're going to make sure that every single amount of my purchase is exactly 1.5 yeah. multiplier because I did this and this. I cannot live like that. You know, I want. Yeah. I want to go to a restaurant uh, with a friend. I don't think about which credit card I'm going to pull out yeah. at this moment. And because that restaurant is part of the chain that is being part of the program that is being part of a. Ah, uh, uh, no way. No. no. Yeah. No. No, no, never. No. Never. I don't. Ever. I. I uh, Avios is introducing, I don't know if it's already started in a subscription model, so that's another way of trying to have people, um, I don't know if it's really like Emirates, like they already do, but um, you would pay uh, either monthly or annually a price that you would get Avios, basically. So you have, let me find the prices that I found. So 20,000 Avios per year, I'm just going to go for the yearly price, Mm -hmm. right? 25,000 avios per year is like 185 pounds per year, $185. Guys, it's all one one now. Then there's like uh, 50,000 is called traveler, 455. If you want 100,000, is 899 a year. And then there's a, the best value they call it, uh, 200,000 avios per year. It's uh, 1,789
0: pounds a year. I'm not sure. I'm sh- I'm sure somebody's done the maths on this and whether that's good value or not. But then BA will have done the maths as well. That's what they did. Yeah, that's probably what they did. That's BA. By the way, sorry, I think that's BA. The program I mentioned. Not Sorry,
1: it's a BA. Is it? But they, so you don't get your two hundred thousand in one go. You get it. You get them over. Of course, because it was too easy. So you get them. I get. I guess monthly. Yeah.
0: I mean, because so, a lot of the airlines, you, you can buy. Yeah. Exactly. Points. That's different. That's a subscription.
1: I mean, maybe it's not different, actually. Maybe you has got to lock you in because then you forget to not uh, stop, to, to cancel the subscription and you get My, I'm not sure.
0: I'm not sure either. I would I would need to hear a compelling case to make that. Yeah,
1: happen. and it, it, what I didn't read, maybe somebody knows, what I didn't read is that I don't know if there's any other perks because, for instance, Emirates they have now systems of subscription uh, in three levels and they keep actually telling me to do that. I haven't, uh, yeah, there's miles involved, but also there's like some extra stuff, like some extra, maybe above level lounge access or stuff, stuff that, you know, kind of gives you a little bit a, a sweet and say, Oh, maybe if I fly economy, I can still access that super yeah. cool lounge. And so that maybe is a value if you fly enough, if it's just about points, so, Avios in that case, I'm not sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine myself doing that. No. I mean. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um,. Virgin, since we're on the other one, so we'll do a uh, two. We'll talk about yeah, because there's one I really want. I'm, I'm keeping it for the end because you can see we are an hour and forty-four minutes in. It's gonna come. I want uh, to see Alex go into a rant. Uh, but first, uh, Virgin has restricted its uh, access to its uh, club uh, here in Heathrow. I didn't know that. Maybe you did because you've been flying for them for so long. I didn't know that you could. It was allowed until that new decision to and if you were like me i am now because of status match if you are a if you have status and you can't enter the lounge you could enter the lounge even if you were not flying virgin or delta that day and i didn't know that oh i didn't know all that these either. years all these years i could have gone to the club lounge and uh, flying that day Emirates, because they're the same terminal, and I never did that. Yeah. And now they announce that it's over, and that you need to be flying the same day with, which
0: for, for me was kind of, I didn't yeah, know. Makes sense. I didn't know that either. <laughs> maybe that explains why it's always so busy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is it is a busy lounge for sure. Huh, I, did, I had no idea. Or maybe I did, I just forgot. But yeah, that sounds like news to me. Uh,
1: also, Virgin Atlantic has realized that the Atlantic is not uh, in Asia because they are cancelling um,
0: Hong Kong. Yeah, after what, nearly 30 years? Mm. That's a tragedy. That's just a reflection of Hong Kong, though. Yeah, they're even closing their offices there. Yeah, because they can't uh, fly over Russia, and it's just, it's... Yeah, I think that's so sad. I think it's so sad, but I can understand. Are they, plus, I
1: think Virgin Atlantic is still kind of... Loss making, they're not making,
0: yeah. Money. I think they're, they're recalibrating their entire operation to be much more focused on uh, leisure destinations, routes, but they know they're gonna make, money. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Hong Kong,
1: like you said, it's uh, what, what was it? I mean, I, I know for instance, if you a uh, Beijing, Paris, I know it's not here where we just said Beijing, Paris, um, because of the, the Russia um, situation, is. I think six more hours than it used to be. So imagine just like the fuel and everything. It it just makes sense. uh, I can understand. London, Tokyo is like almost five hours more, like four and a half hours more Mm. So uh, with uh, Japan Airlines. It's crazy. So I think that, of course, was part of the decision from Virgin, uh, I said it earlier, probably the fact that the dollar is uh, very high compared to other currencies doesn't help, mm-hmm. even if I'm sure they have hedged their oil prices and everything. I mean, what was it I said, like 60% of the oil goings in in in, in dollars, so probably doesn't help. No. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned that story because I know that it's, uh, did you ever fly Virgin to Hong Kong
0: and back? I'm and sure I use did. Is that or not? I'm sure I did not that I can remember I was oh, it was always Cathay. It was always <laughs> Yeah, of course. That's the one I, I really miss flying, man. That's the one I really miss flying. Man. Yeah, me too.
1: Uh Hong Kong I, I think we shared a story we were talking about it like a few weeks ago. Hong Kong is um to give away 500,000 airline tickets next year to try to attract tourism. Well, uh, good luck. I hope it works. But I hope also I don't have to do 24 tests to enter. Yeah, forget it. Until they drop that, uh,
0: it's just not going to happen. Yeah.
1: But there's still rumors. There are rumors. I mean, it could be it, something could be in the air because there are rumors a cafe is looking at buying new aircrafts. And if they do, it's, they know something. Yeah. Because there's no way otherwise they would yeah. buy new aircraft. where they're not still, I mean, they're flying, but they're flying like three passengers a month yeah, or something. Yeah. So if they, well, that's, yeah. that's so, encouraging. Let's hope it's true. Yeah. And the new because the new runway at HKG is still slated to open in 2025. So, I mean,
0: let's let's have hope. Yeah, Alex. I need to get back there. I need to get <laughs> I get back hope. there for better. So
1: the other thing I wanted to hear your rant about because before we close the show, I mean, I don't know, um, is Virgin America versus Alaska. So before I, before I let you rant, I'm going to go just for the the setting because people might not know the story, so Virgin America was bought by Alaska in 2016. We discussed it on this podcast, actually. Remember, it was a big shock for you. Um, I think they bought it for 2.5-something billion dollars. Anyway, point is they bought it, and then they they sunsetted the Virgin Mm -hmm. brand. But, and I have no idea what's going on, the Virgin group is suing Alaska for some trademark thing. Please, I mean, I know how the Virgin Group works with licensing deals, but please tell me, what the f- is I don't,
0: I have no idea, and thank you for sharing the story, because I hadn't heard about it. It, it hasn't made any ripples whatsoever. Because I think it's in court proceedings, maybe yeah, that's why. It's very strange, you're right, so the these days, at least in the 21st century, the Virgin Group uh, runs predominantly on li- brand licensing deals, so... The ability to use the Virgin brand is part of the value that the deal represents. And this deal was no exception. And the insider track that I heard when this was all going on, like when the acquisition was going on, was that Alaska refused to pay the licensing fee, which was tens of millions of dollars a year to use the Virgin brand. And so that made the decision for them to, to eventually sunset the Virgin America brand and not absorb it. I don't I don't think they ever intended to use it but uh they wanted to get away get away, all of their the the livery off the airplanes any reference to it because as long as it was there they were having to pay this licensing fee and now they're coming out Virgin Group are coming out and saying well you owe us you owe us the license fee for the length of the deal which is only just expired so pay us 120 million dollars or whatever it was hundreds of millions of dollars. The cynic in me says virgin are short on money and this is a this is worth the five million dollars of, of legal fees it may take to do that I've, I've thought about this a lot and I think that's a valid thing the other port is that they had to wait until the deal expired to then say, okay, but so, and now that the deal is expired, here's the invoice for the brand licensing fee. And Alaska, were are like, what the hell is this? We haven't been using the brand for five years. But the deal says that, anyway, so I think that that's, that's where it is. Otherwise, the timing just, I can't wrap my head around. It doesn't make yeah, but you sense. you
1: were renting the other day on the other, the other week probably because I lost track of time because of my recent holiday about that on Twitter. You were not... I don't know what... Yeah, because for me as a pure... Yeah, it's true that once Alaska let go of all the branding and all what remain, And I know it's a it's a sad story for you of Virgin America. I think that was 2019, 2018 or something. Well, obviously to me, it's like why would you still have to Pay something yeah. because you're not actually using. Um, but apparently, I don't know. But the thing, maybe the term of the contracts were not that um, clear. Maybe that's what they're playing. Both sides are saying no. We're reading a one. You should ask. Uh, you should ask your wife. Well, one sentence is written one way, but says two, things. two different things yeah. to, to two different parties. Right? I mean, I
0: knowing what I know about Virgin, this is they've done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of deals like this. Yeah, I, would, totally. I would imagine that they knew exactly what they were doing when they agreed to the terms of this licensing deal. Uh, so, I think that it's, they, they, legally, they probably have a very strong case. How it will actually resolve itself is yet to be seen. It, uh, there will be a settlement that I'm sure like all these things go. Because this may even itself. be a play for Virgin to get back into the U.S. domestic market. There may be something about ownership of the brand and use in domestic U.S. air travelers. I think that's highly unlikely, but... um, It was very interesting. On the article,
1: there was one article, that's the thing I never, like you said, there was uh, not a lot of stuff. I mean, not as if I looked thoroughly into it. But they said, Alaska said, that they dig the the trademark... uh, What's the name? What's it called when you when you file a trademark, mm-hmm. a trademark filing, and they were license, I guess, uh, because it was a license in two thousand seven. So when you guys actually started the company, mm-hmm. and that in the way it's written, it apparently it you kind of you guys kind of baked. You guys, not you, Alex, but you guys as a, as a team, you baked in the fact that it could be one one day another airline, mm-hmm. as in the the, the 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 trademark wasn't attached permanently to the airline there was a way to kind of untie them yeah. in case there were such a sale which is why um apparently what uh, alaska uses as an argument say well look we gold, we removed all the branding so i don't know it just i just found that was really interesting
0: yeah it's 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 very interesting i'll be fascinated to see if this how this is resolved if it's ever resolved but it's yeah does it still hurt um <laughs> not no i don't think so it's uh, I think uh, it's work. Obviously, I'm still very proud of, but I don't.
1: yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But you can, guys, you get. You just pointed as a at the picture he has in the on his wall. But he has such a nice camera with such a nice bouquet. And like me today, I'm just on a on a webcam. That is, you know, his 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 background is kind of Messy. subtly <laughs> smoothed butter. And I, I I can see the yeah, but I recognize clearly that it is what what plane it is on that a, picture
0: A three twenty. Uh, when I left Virgin America, many of my colleagues have signed around the mat, which is, oh, so nice. it's one of my one of my favorite things. Yeah, I get that. I get that.
1: I think I, I see that you you're building again your background with uh, a lot of uh, crap selling. <laughs> <laughs> no, did, did you not say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um uh well yeah one last about virgin and then uh, i think we'll close the show because it's nearly two hours um i just so i think i was on the points guy a review of the new virgin atlantic three hundred nine hundred mm-hmm. neo 300 3900 so the neo they just got uh it looks really cool now the, the, the door and business class can actually close. You remember the one the iteration I mean when they announced that new uh new business class in twenty eighteen-19, the door didn't really fall fully yeah. close and it was we we made jokes even in the episode about that. Now it fully closes and everything. But really what caught my eye is what they did with a two front middle front seat. So they did a they did a jet blue basically. So since They don't have a first class, uh, unlike BA that has a first class, uh, which is their main competitor. Well, these two middle uh, front uh, row seats are larger. I think this is due to the design of the aircraft. They're larger. So they decided to kind of go like full, you know, you have a bigger screen, you have a bigger seat. You have like, it looks, these seats looks freaking amazing
0: uh so i hope you get to to fly oh that me plane. too <laughs> yeah they look really good i'm excited that, that only just uh, they only just got that plane last week so yeah like last week yeah, yeah so i'm excited to experience it you need to find a way to um yes
1: it, megan. megan megan listen to this yeah. <laughs> you need pressure, to find pressure, a way pressure, to use pressure. these miles to invite you on the least looks because it's perfect for a couple mm-hmm. uh, as a solo traveler i would always choose a window seat but this looks perfect for a couple yeah it does look
0: and, uh, very cool
1: and he's having six, seven flat beds. So you're not six, seven. Nope. You're taller than Macron and taller than um, our new prime minister yeah. and Sunak. So you're, you're fine. So <laughs> usually you'll be a...
0: <laughs> Oh, well, man. Uh, on that, look, What uh, are you flying anywhere? Um, perhaps Italy next month. But I, I, we'll see. We'll see. Like a nice city or? Florence. Something sexy?
1: Oh my God! This is nice.
0: Never been. What? Never been. it ah. has been three times, so this will be fourth. She's been what three yeah. times, and you've never. How does that? Work? Yeah, yeah. She's she's clearly a Florence. No, smile, it's a, it's so. a very uh, it's a very very nice city, man. Oh well, uh, yeah. A, if it works out, I'm hoping it will uh, next month
1: sometime. You've
0: never been to Canada.
1: <laughs> I need to have uh, Mark say you never been to Florence. Never. You never been to Florence. I love that you have. It's um, amazing. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, uh yeah, I they invited me back to Pakistan, man. I'm not sure I can make it for simply uh scheduled conflict. That would have been like gladly take within place. the next, <laughs> 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 the next <laughs> twenty days. I'm not sure I can I'm still trying to work on it. Um I don't I, yeah. And for the next episode, you'll finally learn for those who don't know where I've been. Yes. It's very it's gonna be good. It's very I I not a lot of tourists, not a lot of tourists, uh, but fascinating and men at airport, men at airport. Um, so guys, if you don't know, well, you have to wait for probably let's say next two to three weeks. Uh, let's try to do it before the world cup because then I'll be so busy. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I put it. the I put the world cup, <laughs> I put the games in my, in my agenda, oh, me too, yeah, yeah, but now you look, it's like. 10 a.m. one uh, sorry yeah 10 a.m. 1 p.m. 3 p.m. 7 p.m. I'm like what am I gonna do all day? I'm just gonna watch football. That's totally okay. Exactly. So no time for a layover. So let's stretch it before. Okay, Alex, thank you so much, guys. oh, the music. Let's. Uh, which button should I press? This one? I'm, no, I'm not sure. This is the one. Yep, yeah, that's the end. That's the end credits. <laughs> the, the end credits. Um, the other thing you should invite uh, Megan for is a new. Uh, uh BA first class. Now they have, they have a door. Mm. But it doesn't look as cool as the one before, which is very bizarre.
0: Yeah.
1: I think I think they had to kind of put a door because it now business bad. class has a door, so <laughs> But the problem is that the seat looks less good yeah. and less big than it compromise, used to. It bizarre. But yeah, still, Megan. Megan, I know you're listening to this show. He probably has enough avios somewhere, like hidden under the mattress some, somewhere.
0: For emergency. Uh, oh,
1: it's behind the, behind that picture of the Virgin plane. There's a safe, there's yeah. avios stashed in them, right?
0: <laughs> Just little coins. <laughs> <laughs> On that, happy travels, man. <laughs>